Hello guys, welcome to Mind Fuel. Uh, got my host here, Chet. How you doing, man? Morning, morning. Yes. Today we're gonna be talking about a very touchy subject. Not really touchy, but we're gonna be talking about breaking stereotypes. Wow. Let that sink in for a bit. Uh-huh. <laughs> We've got a host. We got. We got. Sorry, we got a guest today, Andy. You know, he's a progressive mind and uh, he's doing a lot of things and uh, we'd like to welcome Andy to the show. Andy, how are you? Yeah, fine, thank you guys. Thank you for inviting me on today. And I'm feeling apprehensive, but I know I can do it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, great stuff. So before we even start about this whole podcast, we want to invite you, the listener, to take part in this podcast. So do send us some feedback. Got any questions? Do send a voice recording back and we will try and answer your question to the best of our ability. So, we're gonna start, we're gonna crack on with this thing. Chet, what you what when I say breaking stereotypes, what's the first thing that's popped up in your mind right now? The big five. Um, I'm a British Asian, um, yeah. I think we all programmed to be an accountant, doctor, you know, I don't want to patronise no one, but the chances of you seeing a Mr. Patel doctor, Mr. Patel accountant is quite um, high chances, but to see a, a Liverpool footballer with Patel or Singh or Johal or Mystery, it's one in a million. That's not happened in all these years. So the question is, I wanted to be a footballer as well when I was young, and that dream was, I think, um, killed by myself. So there was no positive role models. And even in 2019, we still don't have no British Asian footballers wow. in the Premiership, which is a fine, amazing. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. Wow. Andy. Well, here we go. Let's <laughs> let, let ask you, man. When you, what was the first thing that popped in your mind when you said breaking well, stereotypes? I think of myself being um, a mixed-race Jamaican white um, background. My father is English, white. Yeah. My mother is Jamaican. Yeah. And I was brought up by one parent family. Yeah. Um, on their own from a county state in Birmingham. Yeah. So I've come from where I was then to where I am now yeah. as a retired businessman. Yeah. Um, and now I'm, I'm on a journey of giving back and helping people who wow. need help. Wow. So the role model is for me, well, I'm a role model. Yeah. I, I hope to give people the experience I had, my journey, the pitfalls, and how I overcame them. Wow. Um, so I go back to where I was as a child, back as I said, one parent family. Um, my mother, 21 years old, had me, yeah. and she's working full time. I've been looked after various people and family, blah, 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 blah. And we were slightly poor, yeah. but what we had was my mother was a strong character. Yeah. Instilled respect. Yeah, discipline, drive, and the vision to dream. Wow. So from my perspective, is what I learned from that. I believed in my mother. Yeah. She was a role model I had. Yeah. So she came here with nothing. Yeah. And now, obviously, she's retired now, but she came as a sister and blah 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 in a hospital, NHS hospital. Yeah. But for me, I thought she empowered me to go and drive. Wow, that's it. So I drove. Yeah. So I went to college. I was forced to go to college. Yeah. My mother. Forced. <laughs> what do you mean by forced? <laughs> well, I was I was whacked because I, I, I had a job. I had a job. I had a job in a in a cafe working full time, which I thought was great. Really. So wow. she said, "You're going to college." No, I'm not. Yes, you are. Poof. Yeah. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Went to college three years. Yeah. I then realised from that then, our education was so important to me. Yeah. And I ended up 
going working for a blue chip company and working for the management structure yeah. and becoming a director of a company yeah. and eventually leaving to do my own thing 25 years ago. Wow. And now I'm retired. Wow. So my journey's been a tough one, yeah. a lot of massive hurdles, but guess what? Yeah. You break them down. Come on. That's what it's about, breaking it down, guys. Break it down. Wow. There's, there, is, there is nothing that can't be done. It's all in the, heart, the eye of the beholder. Yeah. So the argument's with myself nobody else yeah my vision my dream came from in my head and in my heart yeah that's how i got to where i am now we should be tired with a business soul with properties with whatever yeah i hold i hold the key yeah that's well i like that powerful can i just share something so um something a stereotype um, that i've broken out and i reflect and um feel the same with andy was to break away from the corporate world you know i'm talking to a lot of clients right now yeah and they're in the corporate world but that you disengaged, they're not actually sure why they're in this nine till six bubble, working in London. Yeah. You know, I'm, not, I'm just going to drop it. Price Waterhouse, Morgan Stanley. I know students, my ex students. I was a teacher, all working there, yeah. and they're asking the question: This is not what I signed up to. Mm. And what made you leave, Andy? So you know, leave this 50, 60, 70 grand job. It's not all about the money, yeah. you know. Well, what it was, what it made you question the narrative? It was, it was racism, basically. Yeah, yeah. It was basically I was the only. In fact, there was fifty employees in our company at the, at the management level, and I was one of two. One was an Asian guy, yeah, and one was me. And basically, we were stopped by going go any further. So I was at the board level, but getting paid as a senior management position. So the board members were on ninety to hundred grand a year. Yeah, with a BMW, yeah. blah blah blah. <laughs> oh, and I was, and all the per and I was I was a, on the board, but, but paid a middle management salary of forty wow. grand a year with. A, Ford one day or <laughs> so I couldn't get my head around why am I getting this mm-hmm. I was working with the projects to give the company the next stage in terms of where they're going to be in 20 years from that point wow. in time wow. and they wouldn't give me directorship yeah they'd give me the, they'd give me the role position being on the board yeah they'd give me everything I am you're doing a great job to keep it up blah 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 but, but then nothing else their head. yeah so I had no choice but to leave yeah and by that then again I was dreaming all the time where can I be yeah I knew I held the key. Yeah. I had to seek and I found. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. If you seek it out, you'll find it. That's right. If you want it bad enough, you'll, you'll get it. If you don't want it, you won't get it. Yeah. Don't, don't blame anybody else. Blame yourself. Mm. You, as a person, individual, hold the key. Nobody else. Wow. Simple as that. It's very clear. Okay. Very clear. My, my, my question is, you know, um, someone might be listening right now, thinking, you know, I'm, I'm stuck in the corporate ladder. I'm, I feel like, I've hit the plateau, you know, because maybe you get promoted, you've seen the progression, but yeah. right now you're at a place where you're plateaued. I mean, would you reckon that that stage of feeling like you've reached a plateau is actually, it's actually like a, a level to step up? Is it a step up for everyone or that depends on the individual? Well, it depends on the skill set of the person because if you don't, somebody thinks you don't fit that bill, that criteria. Yeah. whatever reason so you're then going to decide to what, what how big is that step i'm trying to achieve yeah is it a small stage too big really what is it but you find out the question yourself yeah because you say to yourself what can i do yeah to get to the next level yeah i look at the people around me what are they doing what are they not doing they're not i don't conform to what they're doing yeah follow suit follow the process and that's a question to the people above me Okay. Like I'm doing A, B, and C, and D. The criteria is set. Yeah. I'm meeting all the all the criteria yeah. in my results and the performance and my staff and my staff numbers. Yeah. Financial statements. Then why can't I get promoted? Yeah. What's helped, what, What's going on? Yeah. And the answer the question. 
Well, your time will come. Patience, said to me. Yeah. Patience. I waited. I waited. Yeah. I waited. Then the jobs came. Another yeah. position. Yeah. So I decided 25 years ago to leave the company. Yeah. And had a year off work completely. Yeah. And I then found out where I was going to go by luck and right. and of course dreaming. Okay. Well, right. So there's lots of lots of things, I've, I've, lots of issues, I've, I've, yeah. lots of things. I've, I'll give one example which I did as a kid. Yeah. This dreaming started years ago and I okay. it worked. And when I was a kid, I was 15 years old, I sat in a, in a physics lesson, mm-hmm. looked out the window and I thought of a lot of things, but one thing I'll share with you. And yeah. I wanted at 15 a Porsche 911. Yeah. And I wanted a registration number AFT 911. <laughs> now I was 15 years old with that dream. Yeah. In my garage now is that very car? <laughs> wow. Very plate in my in my garage now. Now, yeah. how the hell did I get that? Yeah. Mm, that's that's part of the journey. How? Keep total belief. Yeah. Total commitment to what you're doing. Yeah. Work hard. I said to the guys of the day, three P's. Yeah. Pleasant. Yeah. Polite. Yeah. And professional. Oh, wow. oh wow! Can you say to reinforce that again, please? <laughs> the three P's. Yeah. I'm writing notes. Pleasant. Yeah. Polite and professional, because mm. as a black person, the pizza yeah. business is mm. such that. People have to buy my character. Yeah, yeah. So I'm very pleasant. Yeah. I'm always polite. Yeah. And I'm always professional. That's right. And and you guys are the same here too. Yeah. I'll tell you why. I was I was, I was at my, my business my business yesterday, walking around the car park, and Nathan to me I know from here. He says to me, Andy, oh, I see I always see her here. Okay. And I also see her in um at my, where I live. She's my yeah. customer too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I said, so I do even Starbucks. Yeah, I love Starbucks, I love Starbucks. Why is that? The guy KJ, KJ, he's a nice guy. Yeah. They all know what I order when I come in. They all say hello to me. Do you usual? Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. She has fruit toast and she has um, she has a cappuccino. She has, you yeah. know, who she is. Yeah. Yeah. And then <laughs> Diane, I know yeah, it's my yeah, customer. Yeah. So it's that USP. People are buying you because of what you say and how you treat them. Yeah. So you're being pleasant. Yeah. You're being polite. Yeah. Yeah. You're being professional. Yeah. But you're leaving a lasting thought in their mind when they leave your shop, your business. Yeah. yeah. They walk away and go, you know what? That place is nice. So I did the same with myself every time after I go somewhere, I meet somebody, pleasant, polite, professional. That's it. But do you think that's connected? Part formula. Certainly. Do you feel that that's connected to your core values? So it's a question of there's certain people who are uh, faking that personality and that's where they're very... It's like I was talking to uh, someone only last week and they were saying, I find it really difficult to be a chameleon. I said, what do you mean? Oh, I've got to be a mother, I've got to work on a corporate ladder, I've got to be... um, uh, a wife and I'm like I'm just the same person I don't find it difficult it's just me you know my wife gets me KJ gets me yeah. uh, my sister gets me and my mum gets me so I don't find that whereas I think a lot of people are trying to play these different roles I think well there are different roles we played and there are definitely and I think your number of roles um, you're either an autocrat you're either a Potomac guy Mm. And then the one world is just totally an idiot at times. You mix two and three. Yeah. <laughs> so that depends on the situation. Yeah. But obviously, if you're in a profession, you'd be professional. Of course. Uh, Obama says in his book, he says in his book, he says, at the golf course, mm. it's hello, sir, how are you? Yeah. At the dinner table, pass me the damn chicken. <laughs> <laughs> and that is it. Yeah. So, us, us, us mixed race or us dual heritage people yeah. Yeah. have to be articulate. Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't lose your cultural values. No. Yeah. You, just, you just do as the Romans do. Yeah. Because people are buying you for yeah. what you are. <laughs> of course. And if you're unique and you're professional and you're polite and all these things are said to you, yeah. then you'll succeed. Because they'll walk away and go, that guy's alright. Yeah. This guy's alright. Yeah. Yeah. Because the, the barriers are broken down. Yeah. Because when you first meet somebody, it's like, oh, who's that guy? 
or is there any Indian or whatever? Yeah, yeah. 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 They've, they've already gone. Yeah, the image. right. That's all. That's 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 built in already yeah. from from a childhood. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's and it's sometimes it's human nature. Human nature to talk about differences in people. Media, right? <laughs> everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so the bottom line, the bottom line is, is that you, we as individuals, we come in, middle of the road, with all the three Ps, work hard, yeah, good ethics, dream, plan, five year plan, ten year plan. 20 year plan, that's what, that's what I do yeah. all the time. I'm planning now for my lecture in the next 10 years, and that's right as we speak now. Wow. So, I mean, so you have to do it, otherwise you stand still and go backwards. Wow. That's my vision. Okay. That's me. So let's just drop it. So, role yes. models. So, yes. KJ, what's your role model? Well, role models. I've got, I've got a lot, actually. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to start home. I always like this thing. I always start home. Uh, you can't have a role model out there. In, in, in terms of like in the world where there's lots of people at least internally at a home at a family level there's no one you look up to so for me I would say my role model is my dad he's, he's, he's probably my hero to be honest he, he was able to show me what it is to be disciplined to be focused and to dream and that is why I still dream to this very day my dad uh, he worked for the UN I mean, he was breaking barriers even for his time. He was a peace officer in the UN in Kosovo, in Albania. That was like when there was war. And they were the first, actually, black people to go there in that situation. So already there was that culture and race situation in the force and externally the people you are trying to protect. Yeah. And for him to come out, out of that stronger, and telling me you can do it mm. and then he moved from Zimbabwe to come here and he's still in education right now he's going masters wow. and he's still wanting to push to learn he's, he's someone who's got the skill set to be doing so many things but he's, he's changed himself he's chosen to be adaptable so mm. for me my first role model is my dad mm. uh, second role models are the people here at this table you guys mm. the people I can have a conversation with because some role models, you can only read their biography, but then you're, you're not seeing how they live their life, how they talk with their spouse, yeah. how they relate with people. That's important because those are the unsaid behavior that you actually teach your children. Because yeah. you can say to your children, do this, do the dishes, but guess what? Do you know what they learn? They learn when you do the dishes, when everyone's got up and you stayed and you swept and you went and did that. Oh, that is a man of his word. Mm. He says what he says and he means it yeah. so yeah for me it starts on a very macro level mm. and it branches out yeah yeah what about the young people they're they're not on a micro level they're on a macro level so obviously their role models are elon musk elon, maybe elon musk <laughs> yeah. or justin bieber or drake or dave you know yeah. these people who for me are role models but are they really connected to them? Do they really know their behaviours day to day? You know, you see celebrities making some bad choices and you think they're not positive role models all the time. Whereas, you you know, I've I got respect for Leon Messi. I never hear him in the news. I never hear him do some terrible things, but he grinds, he's a footballer and he's trying to keep clean. And you hear so much bad news about other footballers. So it's a question, who is a role model, yeah. you know, for these young generation, you know? Well, that brings me on to the next, my next point really is, um as I retired now four months ago, I've now found a new avenue for me to work on to give. Yeah. So I've launched. I've been. I launched. I'm. I'm I've been. I've been asked to launch the foundation for Reach Society in Leicestershire. Yeah. Which is a group of people in in London who have got this 
project called Reach Society. What they do is they, they, they arrange inspirational days for kids from 10 to 19. And what happens is role models like yeah. in, that tend to be dual heritage and lack yeah. business, uh, business people who are, are looking at the situation saying that a lot of black kids and, and dual heritage people and underclassed the whites and the Asians wow. and are following the wrong path, wrong path. Of course. or they're under retaining. Um, so the bottom line is they tend to look at the footballers yep. and how they dress, they look at how they carry out, how they, act. How they, act. they look at the, right, um, the rappers, how they, how they conduct themselves and how they swear and bitches and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then what they do then? Obviously crime. So mm -hmm. they're the three role models. So we're saying now, um, as from like this week or last week for me, I'm now playing out our own inspirational day for the kids at Leicester University next year. Um, and again, what we do there is invite companies from all around Leicestershire yeah. who have, I'm talking NHS, police force, fire service, you name it, we have Norba, 3M, TSB, Lloyds yeah. Bank, they all come along. One, they hold workshops with yeah. the day. Oh, wow. um, and two, they, they all put stalls uh, around the, the university uh, room, which is the sports hall in the university last Back. And they have they have black or dual heritage or Asian yeah. um, people I understand talking about opportunities for what they can do within well, not not football yeah not not, not music <laughs> thank you again just academia or careers it's quite refreshing it? and that's what we're doing so we did we did it last uh, four weeks ago and we had a massive response and we had people asking for more of it more of the same wow. so now I'm formulating a team of people. Role models, yeah. business people in various positions in the company, yeah. or in their company where they work, and we are now launching that the plans for, for that next event. Wow. We hope to uh, have maybe two events perhaps, one at the Moffat University, yeah. and the other one will be, uh, this one's May 28th I think right now, for next year wow. at Leicester University. But the bottom line is, it's not like you know, mentoring is one to one or one to five, yeah. we're looking at one to 200, 300, 400, 500 people, because the, the, the black kids, yeah. mixed race, whatever they are, whatever I am, we're on retaining. Yeah. We're not doing it. Yeah. We've, we're not got the correct community spirit, the, the, the correct community connections. Yeah. We're just as one doing our own. Really, we're all doing a good job. Yeah. But let's put it spread the budget. There's no community. That's there. right. You know. So, and it's all to me because I, I like mentoring, talking to people, yeah. one and two, three. But I like that. I think in the last two and a half years, I mentored about eighty people. Yeah. Well, the numbers are as this, that there are 3 million black people yeah. in this country, or dual heritage people in this country, and there are 700,000 kids between 10 and 19, as we speak right now. So we are going for the masses, not for the small numbers. So we're holding what they call inspirational days. Yeah. So they're, they look at my models and say, what are you, what are you doing? Are you picking some models? Are you this? Are you that? Ripley, how do you do that? There's a formula, there's a path. What to do? There's your get, 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 get well, location place. Dream, yeah. Write down your plans, yeah. Work towards your goals. Wow. Simple as that. Wow. Simple formula. So that's what I'm doing. That's amazing. For me, my community is <laughs> on the flip side of that. Yeah. So it's really ironic where yeah. you see Andy talking about the black community having those models. I'm flipping it other way. In our community, we have everyone's a professional. Most people are business people, very successful in the industry. And but for me, where are the artists? Where are the architects? Where are the uh, visual people, where are the music artists, footballers, um, athletes, yeah. where's all, all that? Because obviously they don't have any role models. When I became a teacher 12 years ago, yeah. 
um, people ask me, oh, did you not want to be an accountant? And that was the famous line, you know. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? And that was really hard for me to break the stereotype. 12 to 14 years ago, when I became a qualified accountant, where I was programmed to be it, and I disengaged with it, I actually didn't like it, yeah. and I became a teacher, my own path, my dream. My parents weren't very happy with it, and even the people around me were questioning, why do you want to be a teacher? And I did phenomenal, phenomenal in my industry, so I, I resonate with Andy, I got promoted every year, I became an AST, became the top 5% teachers in the country, but there is a little... There's no, when I left the profession, there was no Asian head teachers or coloured head teachers in Hall of Leicester. I find that amazing. Whereas the schools like Rishimin, Saul Valley, who have 90% ethnic mix and the head teacher is white. Mm-hmm. I find that unbelievable. Yeah. Leicester, you would think that would have been an incubator yeah. for, to, to have models of head teachers. But yet again, yeah. uh, in 2019, not much has changed. It's still the same. So I'm with Andy. I left the profession three years ago because I was grinding. I was working hard. And I, you know, I wasn't want to wait. I wasn't patient. Why? Why was substandard teachers getting above? And guess what? It's still happening. Yeah. And I tell you that I, I've got a lot of colleagues in the profession, and they're hitting a the glass ceiling. Yeah. And guess what? Uh, for me, I left. I left at the top of the game three years ago, and nothing's changed. And that's a sad state of affairs, you know. And it takes more people like myself and Andy to make brave decisions yeah. to. For me, stick it out, is that what it is? Is that what brave is? Or saying my leaving speech was phenomenal because I responded by saying to the right people at the right place, yeah. all the CLT, all the head teachers to say, guess what, I'm leaving because of you, wow. because of your old mindsets, because your old beliefs, wow. you know? And I was quite honest and brutal and the room was silent because no one wanted to say it. And I left because I left the teaching profession. I didn't want to reference. So therefore, yeah. I said what I felt. Yeah. And guess what? All the teachers looked up to me and respected me for that because you can't speak up on this agenda. It's like, oh, it's a glassy. Of course it's a glassy even. Blatantly, why isn't in certain industries, you know, CEOs, you know, even women are getting discriminated on the CEOs. I think there's one or two CEOs out of 100. Why is that? So yeah, back to my question, actually. We were... I remember one time we were talking with Chet Andy. We were, we, yeah. were, we, were, we said we wanted to interview someone who was a woman who yeah. was actually doing it. Okay. And one point we went silent because we were like, it's not like women are not working hard. It's not like women are not getting yeah. empowered. Yeah. But then we also help women to actually grow. Mm, difficult one. Difficult one. I mean, there are women. I've, I've met a few in the last few weeks who are doctors or barristers. Yes. I met one woman last week who was on our panel of expert, expert business people and she had, had gone from nothing in the legal profession without qualifications. Wow. So she'd worked her way up as hard as she could in the office. But, yeah. she, but when you get to the level of not having a degree, degree. you can't go anywhere. No, you so, so unless you've got that qualification behind you, and that was me, I, had, I didn't have a degree. Yeah. What I had was sheer belief, yeah. hard work, good qualifications, yeah. but not, not for a director level. Yeah. So, so is that, ain't that discrimination then? So for me, your role is about doing just because you don't have a master's or you don't. So I, I was in education. I was yeah. n- not to be arrogant. I was quite a good teacher, but I didn't have a master's. But just because you have a master's, does that make you a better teacher or a better director? It just means that you've got the qualification. Yeah. But the question is about doing. Yeah. So and that is where the glass ceiling happens. So. You know, when I left teaching, I was in a buffering stage and I was a little lost. And I said, oh, maybe I'm going to try lecturing. Yeah. And my wife works at university and she goes, no, you got to um, have a master's. That costs money. You got to write papers. That costs money. Right. 
you got to be a researcher that costs money so therefore the opportunity dies because i don't have the cash flow to do that yeah. whereas if you look at certain professors they are from a little a certain gender and a certain remit and a certain middle classness or upper classness yeah, yeah. and that's still the same yeah. so is is that what's created the glassing so you have to have a master's to do no, electric I, I think i think that's changing because give you an example the ceos of some of these fortune 500 companies yeah. They, they, they yeah, have come through, they have worked their way up to the, and guess what? Yeah. They don't have any degrees. Yeah, it does happen still. It uh, still happens. It's when it's operational, when it's, they're in the operation, they work with people, they've got good people's skills, they respect people, so yeah. they've been with them and, they, and the whole thing goes together as a unit. And yeah. Then you achieve greatness if you have that ability to do that. Yeah. People's skills are important. So, so these you, people, some people have yeah. that ability to do it, others don't. So you can have a degree, but not be a people's person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. If you if you haven't got that, we have people. You can bring twenty people with you. Yeah, yeah. And people go, wow, that guy's good. So they then follow you, and they yeah. follow principles yeah. based on. So do you reckon? So it can happen still. So in my business, you could yeah. do it. You could yeah, do it in yeah, my yeah. business. But yeah. I think that's because it's a corporate world. For me, I worked in the public sector. I think the public sector is so behind. Yeah. You know, in mm. it, let me give you a great example. Okay. You can be a non-teacher and run a school really successfully. I still believe that. You don't need yeah, to be yeah. a teacher to be a head teacher. Because you're a manager, yeah. you're managing 100 people, right. an organisation. Yeah. And I don't understand where the NHS, the education system is still backward that, yeah. oh, you've got to be a teacher to be a head teacher. Actually, most head teachers don't have any management skills. And that's no, why that's they really the struggle. Yeah, yeah, that's where the problem is. Because yeah. they know how to teach, but then they don't know how to inspire people yeah. to then run the ship because yeah, the I was going five years at a, at a primary school yeah government there and I watched how it worked and it's okay oh, it's incredible really? the people oh, it's, okay. it's, just, it's just crazy wow I don't know how to survive the, the front speak out the mind the front because it's all yeah. diplomacy well, can, yeah. you know, can you speak to them properly it's properly <laughs> <laughs> I am because everyone is walking on eggshells yes yeah, yeah it's a nightmare, we, nightmare so. I, th I think we've, we've done this in our society where people walk on eggshells that's right because no one no one is actually can actually say the standard is this because yeah. we we've we've got a standard that's ever moving now. Yes. So now there's no baseline right. to say no. Actually, this is what we know is the standard, yeah. and we keep to this. And because of that, that's actually creating chaos in the education system, in all other systems and structures, spheres yeah. of business and the social fabric. Yeah, yeah. And I think that has to be addressed. Yeah, exactly. Because everyone is just walking on eggshells. No one. It's like now. I grew up in a, in a place where if I see uh, a person, an old lady carrying a grocery bag mm. and she's struggling, I just come and say, oh, give me that, where's your car? Yeah. I'll, I'll put it in your car yeah. for you. Yeah. But when I came here, I was told, you can't do that. Yeah. I'm like, I had a hard time yeah. being inside that. <laughs> Why can't I help someone who's, who's actually older than me, someone actually who's worked hard? Yeah. It's because, oh, well, maybe you might take their bag and they might trip and they might sue you and also because you're black. Mm, I think robbery, robbery. Exactly. Yeah. And the first thing when you approach someone, they're more scared yeah. of you because of how you look rather than of what the words are going to yeah. come out of your mouth. But I think also that there are regional differences with yeah. that. that. Yeah. So the example, so I, I worked all around the country with job I had. Yeah. So I worked in two areas. Yeah. And one was Newcastle and one was Swansea. Wow. Okay, and the two areas were so similar. Yeah, and what it's down to, I went from went to Swansea. I said to somebody, "How are you? Yeah, great. Oh, fantastic, great meal. Blah blah blah. All the chit chat. Yeah. I come here. I said to me, I said, enjoy your meal. What do you want? What do you want? <laughs> now that was that. Oh my God, it's because you're asking questions and how was your experience? Yeah, yeah. Straight and honest. And they go, wow. 
why do we ask you for water? You know what I mean? So, so Newcastle was the same. And what I found, what I found out looking between people's minds is that in Newcastle, they were poor, yeah. historically. Yeah. Just wanted the same, yeah. mine districts, yeah. with no money, yeah. and they go out and have a good time on five pounds. So the communication yeah. today is so good, talking, that's all yeah. they had, yeah. just talk. Yeah. So that's why they're so friendly, the Georges and, and the people. Maybe that's a key for happiness as well. So if you look at them areas, you know, northerners, you know, yeah, I was about that time in Leeds, they're happy because they're starting the conversation, happy to talk. Yeah. And maybe London are missing out on this opportunity. Yeah. I, when I spend time in London, oh, I feel the most depressed I've ever felt. Just you know, back I'm, Leicester, I'm like, I'm happy I'm in Leicester. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was, there was an article last week on the TV where this guy was going, going around up north, he's going around, blind guy, making yeah. conversation on the bus. Mm. Asian guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said, I watched that, yeah, yeah, no. yeah. And there was another guy mm. doing it doing in central London discussion about the very thing about people talking pre conversation yeah, yeah. but down there's a line somewhere in this, in this country <laughs> <laughs> where's the line yeah Leicester or is it <laughs> I, 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 th- I think Leicester I think Leicester chose the line for me there's that there's that middle ground where in Leicester you do find the friendly people where have you been yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> then you do find the old people where you being nice is always viewed with what are you after? What are you after? What do you want? What do you want to steal from me? What do you want to That's do right. to me? That's right, yeah. And, and, and I've yeah. had the same experience yeah. when I went to uh, Newcastle. Yeah. I've never had someone, you know, out gesture me yeah. in Leicester. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But then that happened in Newcastle. Yeah. I, yeah. I, went, I walked away shaking my head. I'm like, yeah. I didn't know people could be this friendly. Yeah. Well, I was in Glasgow, I was in Glasgow years ago. And I was working in a, I lived out in, I was doing a six month, six month, six week training course. Yeah. And, uh, I was, in, I was in a place called uh, Socky Hall Street, like the main part of City Centre. Yeah. Briefcase, suited and booted, walking around City Centre. And this little guy came up to me, about five foot four. Yeah. Hey, big man, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. And I thought, I'm fine, thanks, mate, how are you? Now, somebody yeah. is doing what I do. How you doing, big man? <laughs> and that was it. He wasn't drunk, he was yeah, just being normal. Yeah, yeah. So, so anywhere where there's pockets of poverty yeah. or depression yeah. what they've got is a characters and their personalities yeah. and that brings you through and that's what I'm a, a council boy I've come yeah. 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 have always yeah. had a work ethic but also the personality to move forward with it and grow so how can we replicate that behaviour in a place like London that's, that's the last question I want to ask you Chef let's start with you for me it's going back to your core values so it's a question of um, when, when you're breaking a stereotype let's uh, Say something truthful. When I, when I first started being a teacher, I tried to replicate their behaviours. I was in a very much a white middle class school and I was a working class Asian lad and I was trying to be like them. Do you know what I mean? Trying to talk like them, articulate myself. You know, I still remember they having discussions of wine and I didn't know anything about wine. And I went onto the internet and trying to <laughs> try and upskill myself to have a conversation. And I was like not being myself. Yeah. I even dressed in a different way what wasn't me. Whereas for me, you know, to the listeners is, if you're going to break the stereotype, just be yourself. You can still do something else. You can still do a certain profession, but you have to believe in your values and be yourself. Yeah. And the minute you're trying to be like someone else or try and fit a stereotype yourself, mm-hmm. you, that's not you then. You're fitting another stereotype. So you find that really uncomfortable. So, you know, I see a lot of um, Asian professionals and I know where they live. I know their background. But the way that they talk, the way that they dress is really abnormal. And it's finding it really strange. And even their parents are finding, what's, what sort of alien have we produced? <laughs> do, you, do you know what I mean? And they're trying to be someone. Yeah, just because you're a profession, you have to be that. So for me, I was a teacher, but 
I walked home with the kids. I had a BMX. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And I was a normal kid. And all the, all the kids were like, where are you going? I said, I'm walking home. You know, I'm riding my bike home. But, oh, yeah, but you live around here. Yes. All the other teachers lived in the suburbs. They lived away from the estate. They didn't even understand the learners. So the question, question I replicated with that is because you have to understand that. And yeah. the question is, a lot of people distance themselves away from that. Yeah. But for me, I'm working class. I'm from Leicester, and I'm proud of that. And a lot of people, yeah. when you go up the ladder, disengage with that. Do you know what I mean? I am from Highfields. I got brought up in Highfields. I lived in Northfields. I'm proud of that. That's what makes me. Yeah. Whereas a lot of people are disengaged with that. You know, I live in Oldbury now. So where did you live before? Oh, they don't really want to mention yeah, that. Exactly. Yeah. You know, no offence. And you just said, lived in a council house. Yeah, and we've progressed. Yeah. And that's the key where a lot of people wouldn't yeah. want to talk about their past. I'm proud of my past. Yes. I'm proud of my parents. Um, not having literacy and working in a factory and grinded, same as Andy's mother who grinded too. And I don't think people want to share that story. People want to be someone else. So for me, be yourself, you know, and that's your stereotype, whatever that stereotype is. I'm not a typical Asian stereotype and I'm already fighting, fighting the world against me. I'm very lonely at the moment, but guess what? That's the stereotype I've got to fight, I've got to lead. Andy, well, as you said, now I mean, for the you've got to be what you want to be. If yeah. you want to be that, you be that. Mm. And yeah. just be, be yourself. What else can you be? Yes. I want to be a businessman to a degree. Yeah. And I'm, I'm it. So that's it. So, yeah. and of course, well, I have to conform. I can't go into my business and say, Yo, dog, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hello there, how are you? Yeah. That's it. But when the other guys come in, you can do it then. So you don't have to be able to be a chameleon. You've got to be one thing to one, yeah. another to another, but ultimately give a good service, yeah. good, good coffee. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Simple. Wow. But, um, but yeah, for me, for me to, to sort of what I'm going to do now in the future is to do with the masses of people, the, the numbers, so people can be done. You can change. You can go from being in the council house to a nice area, yeah. to a nice house. Depends what you want to do. It's yeah. so cool. Well, that's it. So it's, uh, you know, what? if this probably I'm gonna listen to this podcast a lot myself, and uh, I guess for me the biggest takeaway from this whole thing is I'm seeing that belief, drive, the discipline to actually stay home when everyone else is looking at you. That why are you staying home? You should be out partying. Mm-hmm. The results of out there doing things that are only gonna give you that temporary pleasure as compared yeah. to thinking in the future yeah that's i think that's where this generation falls you mm-hmm. can't the truth is you can't go out every day and expect to build a company you can't go out every day and expect to have a mortgage i mean those principles haven't they're not being taught anymore mm-hmm. as for me i can speak for my generation there hasn't been any financial education whatsoever. Yeah, there wasn't anywhere. anywhere. So, so when you come out of school and suddenly you, you want to you wanna buy a house, mm-hmm. they'll tell you you need to have credit history. Yeah. And you're thinking, what in the world is that? <laughs> but that's how you need to have good debt. So now they're explaining to you something that you could have been yeah. doing. Before Maybe that. your parents could have got you to start paying your phone bill. Yeah. That teaches you responsibility. Yeah. And we've, 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 babied, we've babied this generation. Yeah. My, myself included, I'm just like, I don't want to be babied yeah. anymore. Tell me the hardcore facts so I start working at it. Yeah. And I feel like we need to be honest with, with, with the situation of our country and our city. Yeah. And people need to have like a deep conversation about things that need to change. Education, business, sure. and role models. Mm-hmm. All in all, people, we've, we've maintained the same structure. Yeah. 
that's producing actually the same results. You know, we, we, we say this quote, people like saying this quote, doing the same thing over and over, getting the same result, right? It's insanity. Yeah. We say that, you're like, yeah, of course, if you, keep, if you continue going that direction and there's a war, you keep on bumping into that war, yeah. change the direction. Yeah. We say that, but then no one is actually willing to take a brave step right. and change the direction. Mm. And yeah, cool. So let's end up with um, a couple of nuggets. So um, my nugget is, for me, I want to say thank you to all the people who rejected me because <laughs> guess what? It's given me redirection. Come on. And guess what? And that's, that's the way I see it. You know, I've re- a lot of people think, oh, you know, you're successful, but guess what? I've been rejected more than the yeses. Yeah. And for me, it's a blessing because as soon as that rejection happened, I, re- I redirection, my redirection in my life. I redirected myself, refocused myself. And I want to say thank you to all the people who doubted me. And guess what? I've gotten stronger and I've grown. And that's the same message I give to the young people. You know, at the end of the day, um, what you just mentioned, talked about resilience too. Stop going out on a Friday night because that's not going to help your situation. Stay in, learn something, update yourself, download an app, learn a language, something, watch something that inspires you. Uh, email someone that you want to connect with or... Man. Find your role models, LinkedIn, you know, man. and there's too many young people who are frustrated who are going to stop. I'm just saying straight, stop the cheeky nandos. That ain't gonna help you. You know, <laughs> oh, I'm going for cheeky. And what is the outcome from that? How is that going to add value to your yeah. life? If you're going to go over cheeky nandos and meet someone that you want to connect with, that's a different proposition. Exactly. But if you're going to meet the same friend you always meet, that is not a cheeky nandos. So therefore, please try and refocus, redirect and re-educate really. Yeah, oh, very good points there. Yeah, I think. Golden nugget. Yeah, yeah. Well, I have a few things, just a few pointers there, just to sort of think about. One is to have faith and belief in yourself. Yeah. Believe in yourself as a person, as a human being. Second or thirdly is to dream. Have a dream, have a vision of what actually you want. Yeah. A long list of things you have, 20 things. It could be maternal things, paternal things. It could be material things. Have a dream of what exactly do you want as a person, yeah. and then work towards those things you want yeah. by doing your job and be the best at what you can be. Yeah. Because when you do your best, you get recognised and you create positive vibes. Yeah, positive vibes. I mean, positive vibes. Yeah, you get positive things. Simple as that. <laughs> Simple as that. So the other thing is to apply yourself. Yeah, I said about three P's: pleasant polite and professional yeah. at all times yeah. Yeah. but you can have a laugh of yeah. course you can have a drink now and again yeah but don't go too far the other way <laughs> yeah and too far the other way yeah <laughs> yeah um again and the other thing obviously is to if you are in that, that rut yeah and you want to get out change your behavior oh yeah ask yourself the questions look yourself in the mirror yeah and argue with your second you. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Say that again, Andy. Reinforce argue that. with your second you. That lazy person. Your <laughs> second you. Of course, the chip monkey. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> but I knew that before, though. Like, yeah. Before that guy came along. Hey, chip monkey. And that's it, really. Just, just sort it out. You hold the key. There's no excuses. Yeah. There's no excuse at all. So thanks guys for your invitation today. Yeah. Informative. And uh, lecture over. And you owe me £200. <laughs> <laughs> guys. Hey, it's been an amazing, amazing, amazing podcast today. So guys, thank you for listening in. And guys, stay tuned for the next podcast on Mind Fuel. Thank you.
Thank you, Andy. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Bye.